G'day listeners, it's Matt here, the host of the Revel Brewing Show, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this week's episode. We're at episode 5 now, so thanks everyone who's been listening and giving feedback, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening and like what you're hearing, please do give us a review, and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. This week's episode features Flex, Revel's co-founder in charge of business development, Maddie, the people's brewer, and Jimmy from Tipler's Tap, which is a prominent tap house in Brisbane with two locations in Fortitude Valley and South Bank. Recently, Revel and Tipler's Tap produced a collaboration brew, which was the Enigma Fresh Hop IPA. This involves sourcing hops all the way from Tasmania and brewing them within 48 hours of harvest. Now, this one's going to be a two-part series, so in this episode, the boys will discuss the concept behind the Enigma and collaborating with Tipler's Tap, and then next week, we'll go into the practical process of producing this intricate, super fresh ale under conditions that are a little out of the ordinary. We pick this episode up with Jimmy giving himself an intro to all our listeners, and then the group discuss the concept behind the Enigma Fresh Hop. Now, without further ado, roll the intro. Bit of Dutch courage. Everyone have a beer. After eight beers each. Well oiled. Jimmy, why don't you give um, yourself a bit of an introduction to everyone listening and watching? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I've been working at Tipler's Tap since I was uh, quite a young lad. Um, I think a year after our first venue opened uh, at Master Street um, in Newstead, I started working. So, um, yeah, I've been there so, sort of throughout all the changes that Tipler's has gone through mm-hmm. over the last few years um, and essentially just got into the industry because, you know, it was quite a burgeoning scene back then and obviously we're we're sitting here today at, at Rebel um, which is off the back of you know really good support from punters getting more really really awesome breweries like yourselves um, opening their doors every single day so yeah um, essentially been working there for a few years went through all the changes um, and then yeah just kind of worked up from being a bartender uh, you know working part-time whilst I've finished up my uni um, to managing South Bank and then having a crack at, at both of them when we opened up James Street. So, yeah, it's, awesome. been, um, it's been a fun ride, that's for sure. Cool. Um, so you've pretty much been there from the ground up? Almost, almost, almost. almost yeah. yeah. Um, how, how, like, how long has Tipler's been around for? Uh, so 2012. Oh, so um, a, a little while, yeah. Yeah, so that was opened up by, yeah, a few really, really key influential guys in the craft beer industry. Um, and I think, yeah, the second wave of younger guys have kind of carried it through over the last few years. Um, but, yeah, Tipplers has always just been a place about good beer, um, with good, shared with good people, supporting good good breweries. Um, so, yeah, loved every single step of the way, really. Yep. yep. And so uh, there's, you've got the two venues right now in South Bank and Fortitude Valley. Yep. Um, so uh, have they always been around or was there one sort of to start off with? Yeah, so uh, the one I was mentioning in Newstead was the first one. Yep. Um, and then we had a second sister venue where – the South Bank Tipplers is now called mm-hmm. Tomahawk. Um, we essentially came into a few few issues with our lease at Newstead. Um, it's kind of a dingy old building, and um, yeah, essentially uh, had a lot of character though. It had had great <laughs> character to it, um, but yeah, kind of forced our hand to move yep. and consolidate down into one. And obviously, Tipplers being around for a little bit longer than Tomahawk, we decided to. Um, moved Tipplers to South Bank. And then uh, June last year, we had the opportunity to go into our Valley location, which is uh, on James Street. Um, and so, yeah, we, we kicked that one up. Um, 
And yeah, kind of that one's a bit more focused on just Queensland sort of craft beers. Um, all 14 taps are, mm-hmm. are reserved just for Queensland stuff. Yeah. Um, while South Bank, you know, we have a variety of different stuff interstate, international. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's re- it's been really good to see that we could have a full venue run off just 14 Queensland craft beers. Yeah. Um, just with how good everything's sort of moving along in the industry. Yeah. So. And so to clarify, do you guys make your own beer there as well? Or are you, are you like a tap house that I no. guess has, you know, Revel and all the other sort of Yeah, just a tap house. Yep. Just a tap yep. house. But we do like collaborating yep. a lot with different breweries and we have done done so for a few years now. Um, so, yeah, I remember our first our first collaboration um, was, yeah, pretty much 20, 2013, um, which is one of the few sort of bars that actually went in Gave it a crack with a with a brewery, mm-hmm. so we've we've carried that on um, yeah. up until now. Yeah, and I guess that's how we got got here today. Which mm. pretty pretty much leads me to the next thing. So yeah. where do these guys come into it? Paint, paint yeah. a picture for me. Yeah. So, geez, keep I don't know it, where it, PG, but I don't know where it all started. <laughs> kind of, I guess, um, around around the the kind of crafty bars and brewery scenery, the festivals and the outings and bits and pieces. I think we just get to mingle with. With kind of everyone um, in the industry, like Tipler's Tap is one of the kind of front-running uh, bars in in Brisbane, definitely for uh, for showcasing the the craft beer scene. Um, and, and Jimmy's usually at all the all the craft beer kind of events and, and functions and things like that. And you just get chatting to each other and mm-hmm. build relationships that way and, and things like that. And, and then go into the venues and um, just yeah, just continue to grow that relationship. And I think that's kind of how most most um, relationships kind of build, especially in the craft side of things. So, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, just kind of come along as with collaborations and and bits and pieces like that. A lot of support from these guys, um, as well as other craft bars throughout the industry. Uh, and we just wanted to give something back to to those guys and and get them involved in in the brewing process, the mm-hmm. education, and everything like that. And they support us um, on the yep. other side. So. It's kind of a, a two-way, yeah. a two-way um, opportunity. Well, it's a win-win. I mean, you've, if you yeah. have a tap house, you got to get some good beers in there. Otherwise, things aren't going to work, are they? Yeah. And yeah. likewise, you want to you want to get yourself into the best venues. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I guess that sort of brings me to the other thing I was going to ask about. Um, so recently, you guys did a collaboration brew together, um, Maddie. You you're the you're the brewer. So yeah, why don't you take that away and, and tell us a little bit about that one? Um, just to take it back one step, I think, um, our first encounter with Jimmy was, um, uh, when we were just starting out, we had our five beers and, um, walking around the streets of Brisbane with a yes. bag, yes. <laughs> with yes. an, um, bag full of beers, um, in glass squealers. Um, and of course, Tipplers being one of the, um, best craft beer places in Brisbane, we rocked in there yeah. and, um, had a chat to Jimmy, tasted through a few of our beers and, um, I think he bought a couple of kegs at some, yeah. <laughs> some point just after that. Yeah, I think that was what was great about it because I think the first encounter, you had your whole team behind you. Yeah. You all walked in. Yeah. You'd obviously been around to a few different places. I think it was, honestly, I can actually remember it clear as day, but um, you'd gone around to a few other venues. It was maybe, you know, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. Um, at which point... Good time for a usually, usually, yeah. <laughs> usually, yeah, we don't like to see it. Here we go. Um, but no, it's honestly, seeing the fact that it was you guys as a team really giving it a crack. That's what I think venues like Tipplers um, uh, kind of really want to see behind a brewery is, you know, the people and why they're doing certain things. So 
um, no, you guys, you know, put your hearts on your sleeves and, you know, we were trying beers out of the, the, the squealers and the growlers and um, that was really awesome to see. Um, it's very did, honest. <laughs> it's yeah. Very honest. Did we do the tap, first tap showcase? Yeah, I think it was. And then um, after uh, Jimmy had put a few of our beers on tap, um, I approached him about the idea of doing a collaboration and um, sort of back and forward as you do with different ideas. And um, <clears throat> the original concept was to make a single hop IPA. Um, I think we originally spoke about using an, an experimental hop, but um, they're quite hard to get your hands on. And then we um, we settled on the hop Enigma, which is an Australian-grown hop. Um, so we had the crew from Tiplers come in, um, put the beer together, and um, yeah, punched it out. And the beer came out pretty tasty, I think. We're all pretty happy with the result. Um, so we called it, uh, what was it, a single hop Enigma, so a shipper, um, based on a character out of the Mighty Boosh. So there was all a bit of um, a story behind it. Um, yeah, so we released that, did a bit of a tap takeover at Tiplers, um, did our first beer with them. And um, yeah, that's how I guess the beer was born. Mm. So yeah, and this was this was the most recent one that, that was just released about a month or so. Ah, uh, so the follow up to that was um, yeah, this was last yeah. year. So yeah, yeah. it would probably only been running I don't know three or four months three at the time. Months, yeah, yep. um, punched out that beer, and then we thought, what can we do to make this uh, bigger and better this time around? So I was, I was sitting there on the couch one night having a couple of ales where I often come <laughs> up with my most creative ideas, <laughs> 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 and thought, oh. Uh, message Jimmy and said, what do you think about this idea? Um, at the time, the sort of concept was to um, go and get fresh hops. Um, and fresh hops are only, obviously only available once a year uh, during the hop harvest. Yep. And um, I later found out that Enigma, the hop we use, is only grown in Tasmania. So it sort of changed from driving down to Victoria to go and get the hops in a van, which we may not, may not have returned from, yeah. to um, <laughs> yeah. taking the whole crew down to Tasmania. So it ended up, it was an awesome trip. Um, yep. ended up going down to Tasmania for a couple of days. Um, mm. got to see a few of the sites of Tasmania. Went to a couple of their local distilleries, mm-hmm. breweries, uh, Willie Smith Cidery. So got to see a good good snapshot of Tassie in two days. Yep. Um, lost some money at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> Early one morning, out to Bushy Park where they grow the hops. Um, was freezing cold. Freezing. <laughs> so yeah. went there and um, yeah, had a look around the farm. So HBA. Hot Products Australia, who grow the hops in Australia, mm. really good. Showed us around. Incredible, um, uh, incredible farm. Yeah, uh, down it's, there, it's been going for <coughs> what hundred or so years. Yep, um, and they've still got some historic buildings down there and, and things like that. And um, yeah, it, it was great for those guys to show us around and, and absolutely uh, delve into the hops themselves where they grow. And and what's the, what's the logistics of, of bringing back? I think you were saying on the last episode, like 100 kilos or something oh, like well that. that or, the logistics much, probably yeah, proved the work? most challenging part. Yeah. Um, originally, we were just under, carry the, on or under like... the false hope. That, um, <laughs> just yeah. we're, we all flew down with an empty uh, boogie board bag, much like Chappelle <laughs> <Yeah>. Corby, <laughs> uh, hoping we'd be able to fly them back. But, um, I haven't heard that excuse. <laughs> OJ from uh, HBA quickly told us that we wouldn't be taking them today. <laughs> so, all the uh, systems go. We had to organise getting them freighted up here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, got them here as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, which was a bit of fun trying to organise yeah, all that on the on the fly. Trying like the whole entire. Yeah. So it, um, <laughs> just added another another challenging aspect. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, I guess they either fly them to either Melbourne or Brisbane. 
in um, big boxes and then get them here as quick as possible. Yep. With the fresh hops, you have a very limited time to use them. Mm-hmm. It's probably a 48 to 72 hour window. Really? Um, they're basically like a flower. So if you think of flower sitting mm-hmm. there um, in a vase at home, it's going to perish pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's from when it's picked? Yeah, from harvested, from I suppose. When it's picked, yep. it'll start, start to age. Yeah, right. So the, the normal post. process is that they actually straight away kiln them to dry them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that basically helps the stability of the hop yep. until whenever they need to be turned into pallets and used in the brewery. So but from I, so from harvest to brew, what's the window that you have, I guess? Probably at most 72 hours. At the most. Yep. Before okay. they start to get yellow and lose, yeah. Yeah, so you were, as there. soon as it's in the door, you're yeah, straight, so straight away, sleeves up, rolls. There's a lot of breweries, obviously, that are closer to the hop farms that um, have a bit of an advantage with yeah. logistics. Yeah. So they're getting them like four or five hours after they're picked when they're yeah. at their absolute prime. So for us being in Brisbane, a long way away from Bushy Park, mm. uh, it does make it a challenge. But yeah, it all, um, all, it all worked out in the end. <laughs> There's a couple of times I was uh, yeah. willing to throw me brewing hat in the kettle and give up. But yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. And, and as far as the, the whole collaboration process, like I could imagine if you are um, collaborating with another brewery, you might the, the, both the brewers might get together, you might use some, you know, share ingredients, share recipes, things like that. Um, well, like what, what are you sort of, uh, the input you, that you're looking for from tipplers? Like where, where do they sort of come into to everything? Um, that's a good question actually. Um, I guess when it's with a venue, it is a bit different cause they don't, I guess, have sort of the brewing technical knowledge as the other, um, another brewery might. Um, no disrespect, of course. Oh, but mate, I don't know how to brew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Okay, so. so a lot of it, I guess, is... Um, I just sell it. Like with Tipplers, um, when we released the beer, we all went there, put on a bit of a showcase of our beers. Um, and it is, I guess, for the venues that are there um, throughout the year selling your beers, it's a bit of a something cool for them that they get yeah. to come in and brew beer at a brewery, um, try and, I guess, teach them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first time we did, I think we had 10 or 15 of the staff in here. Yeah, and I think... Uh, you know, in that regard, it's it's awesome to get the whole team to come and see how a brew day actually works and how you get to having a, a glass of beer essentially getting poured. Um, sort of the process of brewing is is quite difficult. Um, you need to be on top of it at all times. Otherwise, you know, one little slip up, you know, mm. you're not going to get the greatest beer. Um, so it's really good to give the bartenders that type of knowledge um, as well. So... You know, at Tipplers, we really like to describe each and every beer that we have on tap. So it just gives the bartenders the knowledge yeah. to be able to explain sort of different flavors, different hops mm. from different breweries. Because um, now, you know, everyone from Tipplers knows sort of Maddie on a first name basis. He can you know, ask questions. Hey, what have you done with this batch? Mm-hmm. How is this different to the last? And really have a good understanding of, of that back end side of making beer. It must be a, a pretty cool thing actually to be able to, you know, someone comes in and a bit like a wine, you know, a bit like like this is the grape and this is the area and this is the, the age and X, Y, Z. You can, you can actually say to them, yeah, so it, it's we got to, once we harvest this, they got to make it within 72 hours. This is like <coughs> the freshest thing, you know, yeah. all those yeah. Yeah. all those points that, um, you know, everyone looks at these things and they, you know, you see these glasses there on a bench, they might not really know what's actually behind them. Um, that's a, that's a yeah. lot of unknowns out in the industry people take for granted drinking beer and yeah. wines and things like that and until you actually understand the processes uh, and give that education to the people that are serving um, your beer um, the industry kind of is in this kind of gray area yeah. so this is what we're trying to do as a brewery is mm. collaborate and educate 
um, everyone yeah. in the industry. And there's a lot of people out there that just don't know. They're pouring your beer and they just don't know. Mm. They haven't been given the opportunity. So we're giving them the opportunity and from multiple brews and, and collaborations with, with bars around the place, people are just mind blown mm. in relation to how in-depth that is to actually create mm. a beer. Yeah. So, yeah, I think people are, are interested to know those things. Like mm. when you when you think of a lot of beers that you might have had in the past, like uh, very well have been sitting in a case somewhere in a warehouse for however, however long, then it's transported off to a bottle shop and you've bought it and then it's sat in the fridge for a week or so. And that, that timeline, like that kind of blows my mind really a little bit. Like when you talk about a fresh a fresh beer, like yeah. really, like literally this was this was a plant two days ago yep. and now it's and now it's something that you can drink. So I think that if, I think, yeah, it's something that people are interested in, something people see a lot of value with. Definitely. Um, yeah, 100%. G'day listeners, it's Matt here again. As always, thanks for tuning into this week's episode and I hope you've all gotten something out of this one. If you've been liking the content so far, remember to subscribe on your podcast player and leave a review if you'd like to. You can always reach out to us on Facebook at our page, which is Revel Brewing Co. Balimba, or on Instagram at Revel Brewing Co. That's at Revel Brewing Co. All one word. Remember to stay tuned next week for the second part of the series where we'll go into the practical side of making the Enigma Fresh Hop IPA. Until next time, remember, good people drink good beer.